Jerem Jordan and Dave McCann here on the latest BYU Sports Nation. We broke down where BYU may have advantages over Texas Tech ahead of Saturday's matchup with the Red Raiders. On the next episode, we'll preview the big game and the weekend in the Big 12 with Fox Sports' Petros Papadakis. Listen on demand, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, or tune in live at noon Eastern for BYUSN, always here on the same channel every time, BYU Radio. Next on BYUSN Advantage, BYU or Texas Tech will break down the nuances of Saturday's football matchup and see where we think the Cougars have the edge. Bill South has dominated at Kansas for 20 years. Our conversation with the head ball coach yesterday in Kansas City. And we asked freshman receiver Parker Kingston how he and the BYU offense plan to bounce back after a tough showing at TCU. And we'll spend a few minutes getting to know the foe as the Red Raiders come to town for the first time in program history. Dave, I've got to win that, man. I have struggled at know the foe. Jeff took me out. Spence has taken me out. I'm struggling in the others. I'm, sorry, I've got to take you down and know the foe coming up later. You Welcome. If it helps you out, I will take <laughs> it for the team. I might need that today. <laughs> I'm doing all right, though. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann, Thursday, October 19th. Dave, you big on the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame? Have you been there before in Canton? I have not. I hear it's awesome. It is awesome. I'm getting bigger. We got more and more BYU guys in it, mm -hmm. which is nice. And how about this? Usually we sing Deck the Halls at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, but look what's going on in the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. Puka Nakua. He's made noise on the field uh, for the Rams. And he's got his own little spot inside Absolutely. the Hall of Fame with his jersey setting the rookie record for most catches through five games. He's already in the Hall of Fame. How about that? Game five Displayed. was the Eagles game, and he wore that jersey against the Eagles. And That's Puka cool, Nakua man. is in the Hall of Fame. How about that? Hopefully he makes it to the Hall of Fame. He, listen, he's pacing for the Hall of Fame. Like, it's early? <laughs> <laughs> but he's having a Hall of Fame start. That, that's pretty cool. Of, of course, the only pro football Hall of Famer from BYU is Steve Young. Andy Reid will be in the Hall of Fame, no questions asked later. And then there's work to do for other guys. Do you think Taysom can get into the Hall of Fame if he continues playing five positions and the Saints start doing a little better? Because no. there's no player in the history of the game like him. I, I feel you. It will not be enough to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, if they were, if they sort of made a category for, who's the other guy that's got his his numbers? Was is it the, Frank Gifford? Do you go way back with, with with touchdowns, receiving touchdowns? The great Giants and quarterback. I think, it's, I think it's way back where you know you could find a way to you get him in the back room down the hall. Sure, there are just some guys that have done more in terms of pro overall production yeah. that aren't in there. So I, I I don't see that group of writers. Uh, putting him in one day. But he is certainly, you could argue, one of the most unique players in NFL history. Yeah. And Does it mean he'll make the spot. Pro Football Hall of Fame? Probably not. But, uh, you know, it's hard to get in there. It really is. And the guy that makes the busts for the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a local guy here. Yeah. Lives in Utah County. Pretty cool. I think you could make a Taysom one. You, <laughs> he just you had a unique we just hire him. You just make a <laughs> bus, make one? drop it off, go, can you find a spot for this? You don't hire a guy like that. You commission yeah. a bus. And I'm not yeah. saying Taysom should be in the Hall of Fame based on rushing, based on receiving, based on – but there might be a spot when he's done for being one of the most unique players in the history of the game, yeah. and that he is. And if you make a Hall of Unique – yeah. He's number one in there. So yeah. there you you go. know what? I think they should expand the Hall of Fame, add a wing. Hall of Good. Have, 
uniqueness. All of unique over there. Yeah, Bill Simmons wrote a basketball <laughs> book um, where he did pi a pyramid for the Hall of Fame. He's like, not all these guys are equal. Some guys are here. Some right. guys are down here. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And the next challenge is Texas Tech Saturday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is a very important game. You need to beat Texas Tech on Saturday. Saturday is, is big because Texas Tech is coming to town. A little, little horror element to that one. Talk to her. Let's go, yeah. man. Uh, What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Okay, Cougars and Red Raiders coming up Saturday night. What time's the game again? Kicks off at Five Mountain. It's a night game. You could argue. More on Dark that in a moment. Ooh, yeah, let's go. On uh, BYU TV, BYU Radio, pregame 5 Eastern. Dave, let's break down a few elements of the game and declare, don't say it, declare it, whether the Cougars or Red Raiders have the advantage. We begin. How do you cl declare something without saying it? <clears throat> well, it's an office reference to my <laughs> Oscar, I didn't say it. I declared it. Gotcha. I declare bankruptcy. Okay. Quarterback. Advantage, BYU or Texas Tech? Advantage BYU. Keaton Slovis has got over 11,000 passing yards. He's a veteran of the game. He's healthy. He's coming off a disappointing performance, which means the bounce back is in him. Across the way for, for Texas Tech, you got Baron Morton, who's got a sore shoulder. Iffy. Game time decision. At least that's what they're saying. If not, it's Jake Strong, a true freshman, making his first start in Provo. You got to go with Slovis. Hands now, down. Now, last week we felt like, uh, you know, BYU clearly had the quarterback advantage, and uh, suddenly Josh Hoover looked like a Heisman frontrunner. Yes, um, he did. So that, that's tough. I, I feel you on Slovis. He is coming off his toughest game as a Cougar, 15-34, 152, no touchdowns, one interception, three sacks. For the season, he's, he's doing fine. He's 57% passer. Would love to see that in kind of the 64 range. Seven yards per attempt is... You know, we'd like that up in the 8-9 range. Ten touchdowns, four picks. Not terrible, although two of those are pick sixes at this point. Sec his passer rating's not good right now, 128. He was 127 at Pitt, and that wasn't good. So, regarding Morton, it'll be interesting to see if he plays because he's been okay. Good, uh, you know, his rating's below. Slovis is strong. Didn't have a good game in his, his first action in the second half there. Three picks, one touchdown. Did have a 54-yard run, though, yeah. uh, on a read option. So, I think it's BYU just because you're playing with backups already. Tyler Shuck broke his leg, and he is out. And, uh, you know, Keaton Slovis is, has been good enough, has been good to good enough in that range. Hopefully this is a game where you're back home and you're playing a team that is figuring out its own quarterback situation, and the BYU defense can make some adjustments that perhaps they learned from last week with a guy who may be making his first start in Jake Strong like Hoover did, and uh, go from there, man. Got to pounce. You got to pounce. Can't, let, can't yeah. let him get comfortable. Turns out TCU's backup's better than their starter. This is not the case for, for Texas Tech. Max Duggan and now Josh. And, and, uh, and he got comfortable, and then he lit up BYU all day long. Can't let him get comfortable. Not many quarterbacks get comfortable here in Provo, especially e when it's dark. Ethan Slade, yeah, exactly. for whatever reason. We don't know why, but <laughs> it happens to the Vampire Cougs. Ethan Slade, starting strong safety for BYU, said, we did not anticipate they would have as many in-breaking routes. It felt like a lot of slants chewed up the Cougars uh, on Saturday. I expect Jay Hill and that defense to respond in yeah. kind uh, this, this Saturday night. Jay's a brilliant guy, and, and we're going to see his response. Yep. And so I'm very interested in that. We're going to see Aaron Roderick's response. Absolutely. And these are very talented guys, very good coaches. History has shown that, and they've been good during the season. Certainly 
offense at times has looked good. It's not good overall. But, uh, and Aaron's the first to admit that. He admitted it last night. We'll hear from him uh, coming up <laughs> We're going to hear his fantastic just a little bit. Just a Let's talk about the running games, the running backs. Yeah. All right, who's got the advantage? For Texas Tech, there's Taj Brooks. And for BYU, there's L.J. Martin, yeah. Miles Davis a little bit, maybe Aiden Robbins. Uh, the, and no, then Deion Smith in there, too. This is the most dominating part of the game for Texas Tech. It is the run game. Uh, Taj Brooks has 786 yards himself. BYU has 565. BYU is pacing for the worst rushing offense in the modern history of Cougar football. I mean, if you go back to the 50s, that's the last time BYU didn't run for 1,000 yards in a season. Um, BYU just, just ahead of that um, through six. Cameron Valdez has 24 carries as the backup for 7.3 yards per carry. He is the backup. BYU does not have a good run game right now. In fact, BYU is lowest in the country in yards per carry, second lowest in yards per game. When you can't run the ball, you're certainly frustrated um, to get anything going. Hence the frustration when Aaron Roderick yesterday walked up to the mic and talked to the media. Sounds sounds too simple. That's not what he said. He said something uh, to the effect of, well, this isn't very fun when you suck on offense. Right. I believe that's his direct quote. Yeah, uh, something like that. So, yeah, uh, BYU does. They stink on offense um, because they can't run. So, Texas Tech absolutely dominates here. Now, can you limit Tech in a way that gives you a shot? Because what BYU needs is to run for enough. Against Cincinnati, Keaton Slovis felt like 70 yards would be enough, Dave. 70 yards is pathetic, but it's enough to sort of keep the defense honest and give BYU a shot here. BYU needs to break out at some point for 150, 200 plus. Is this the week? I hope so, because the defenses <laughs> yes, only get tougher. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a TCU defense that's given up some runs. They've given up some yards. Uh, but BYU, and it, here's the thing, is, is okay, it, it doesn't work very well right now, so how much time do you spend trying to make it work before you go, all right, we just got to throw every down? So do you wait? Do you try the first quarter? You go in the second quarter? Do you wait till you're behind by a couple of scores? Or do you just come out? Do you try it one time? Well, we didn't get a run. Guys, we're throwing the rest of the way. I think we're to the point now where you, you start to second guess yourself on, okay, we've just run for three yards for three times for, for three yards. That's it. We're not running today. Let's throw. Our chances are better at throwing. Um, I, I kind of think that's the crux. When you can't run, everything's jacked up, especially third downs. Yeah, it's, it's just hard, which brings us to third downs. Advantage BYU or Texas Tech? Well, right now the advantage is to Texas Tech. Um, before the TCU game, on defense, I'd say, yeah, BYU's been pretty tough on third downs. They've been good at stop plays, getting off the field. Uh, but TCU was 12 of 19 on third down. That's just, just way too many. Um, BYU on offense is, uh, I think it's uh, 124. In converting this third just downs, not great. there's 131 teams. They're 124 in converting third downs. The reason is it's always third down and nine. That's the average, third down. Third that's down and so nine, that's crazy. Yeah. Here's what Aaron Roderick said about third downs. We don't have that. Here's what he told me about third downs, told the media yesterday about third downs. He goes, hey, I'm losing sleep. I'm working this 24-7. This is a nightmare. Trying to figure out third downs. He goes, the, the solution to third downs is a better first down, and a better second down. Yeah. That's what kills BYU on third down. When there's a sh no play on first down, then BYU runs it on second and 10, which I know everyone gets nuts about. Give themselves a Get two yards, third. and now it's third and eight, third and nine, and that's yeah. been the story of the season. So the early downs are the key. As we watch the game on Saturday, 
what BYU does on first down is going to tell you what they can do on third down. You get four yards on first down, uh, maybe even a little bit more than that, then all of a sudden you, get play, you can get creative. If it's, if it's second one, you can throw a halfback pass, or you can do an end around, or you can do a flea flicker, whatever. If it's third and nine, first of all, Keaton's got to back up. He's got to get his guys at least nine yards down the field. And against TCU, the Horn Frogs were all over him before that happened. And it was over and over and over again. So first down's a key, second down. Yeah. And then if it's third down and nine, just know everyone in the stadium and Aaron Roderick is just tightening up because this is the thing they just can't shake. If BYU could run for four-ish yards on first down, it would change everything. Success rate, that is how successful are you on first and second leads to third down success. Um, you know, Isaac Rex has been been – Fine to good. Um, you know, a little more Isaac Rex in the past game perhaps helps you in that way. Can you throw on first down and help yourself out with short passing game? BYU has shown that it can do this. Um, I watch the Seahawks every week. Shane Waldron throws on first down a lot. They get four to six yards with a, just a quick out or a bubble screen. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba and so on. And they create a second down where they can hand it off to Kenneth Walker III and he gets three downs. Uh, three yards, and it's third and three or less. Yeah. Certainly, BYU thought through all of this. I'm not saying anything no. that's genius or uh, innovative here, but BYU certainly has to get better in this if they're going to want to win more than the minimum six games this year. And BYU can do it. I'm not, I don't know that they can resurrect a run game, but you can get yards. There, there's too much talent and uh, smarts on this this team and staff to not get yeah. better in this space. By and large, the offensive line has been pretty good at pass protection. You know, give or yeah. take a play here or there. But by and large for the season, yeah. it's not been protecting Slovis has been the issue. It's been running the football. Um, I'm going to go out way out on a limb here, and I'm going to say we're going to see more short passes on Saturday night than that we've seen in a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it down. That's what we, I think we're going to see. Because that this. seems to be yeah. what it has to be. It's essentially a run. Uh, a short throw where you can get a receiver a yard or two, and can he break one tackle? Can your BYU's typically had, and Sataki does a nice job with this, good blocking receivers. Yeah, yeah. So let's see if that shows up. In there. the spirit of Mike Leach, I think we're going to throw short a lot, and let's, then that'll open up some things down. Let's here. go. Let's hope Mike uh, doesn't help out Texas. <laughs> <laughs> His two loves. Yeah. Hey, Burmer, you graduated from here. Just remember that. Yeah. Uh, red zone. Who's got the advantage? A now, couple of weeks ago, I think it'd be a no-brainer, but yes. who's got it now? On paper, BYU, it looks like BYU. 29th in scoring, that is, do you score at all, right? Field goals and touchdowns, uh, 14 touchdowns. Texas Tech is 69th in red zone, um, but, but BYU has seven fewer touchdowns and 12 fewer trips. Is BYU more efficient when they get in there? Yes. I give the nod to Texas Tech, though, because right now I want – I want efficiency for BYU, but what I want more is volume. I want just more yards, more points. Like, if, if there's a cost to that, um, so be it. Uh, defensively, BYU and Texas Tech are, are kind of similar in, in that. BYU's done pretty well on defense. But I go, I go Texas Tech on offense, uh, and that's what I'm thinking about mostly right here, even though BYU's been more efficient. I just want more volume in there. Yeah. I like what Kalani said coming out of spring camp. When Keaton Slovis is slinging it, he's deadly. Let him sling it. Let him sling it. Let, the it, ball let down him cook. Field. Let's go. Let him go. All right. Uh, you know, never once in the history of the show have we sat here and 
dissected a BYU-Texas Tech conference game matchup. But, which so is we're, exciting. We're in rarefied air today. Yeah. Special teams, yeah. who's got the advantage, BYU or Texas Tech? Okay, you look at punting, and these are very similar guys. Austin McNamara, by the way, whose parents, Brian and Mindy, are BYU grads. Happy so homecoming. That, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, welcome back. <laughs> uh, they are within .2 of each other in the 48 range. So I look to the field goal kickers, and, uh, you know, Will Ferentz, 4 of 6. Gino Garcia, 8 of 12. Just uh, obviously the percentage there, again, uh, not as good for Texas Tech, but they've been twice as many field goals. I go with Tech in this one by a hair. Although BYU has done a nice job in creating turnovers and takeaways, and, uh, you know, the, the return game's been good at times, but I give Texas Tech by a hair. Hopefully McNamara gets a chance to put on a show on Saturday with a lot of punts. Oh, nine punts. Show what off a, his leg day, all yeah. game long. We'll take that. <laughs> all right, now let's get down to what really matters, the kickoff time. It's 5 o'clock. Okay, out here in the West, 5 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, it's dark. That's a night game. And BYU is 19-1 in their last 20 night games. It just is what it is. Yeah. Advantage, BYU. No question. Um, the numbers the, don't lie. The numbers don't lie. When it, when it, now, my, my, kickoff, my thing's been the kickoff time, which is 6 or later. Yeah, I know it's been your thing, but let's just go where the three. sun is. Yeah, well, I haven't, you know, when's the sunset? Back in 2019 when you're playing Utah. Uh, yeah, listen, BYU at night is a different team. There's no question. I can't explain why. I just know that it is. And BYU at home at night is really hard to beat. Like, crazy hard. 26-3, 6 or late. Now, this is at 5 o'clock, but the, the vampire kooks in the spirit of Halloween have been amazing. BYU needs this game really bad. I think BYU summons a performance that gets a win Saturday. Team comes out, second half, it's dark. That's when I suggest BYU release a bunch of bats. They fly down over the Texas Tech sideline. And then, you know, Are those birds? Like pigeons no. They fly out. And then that sets the tone for the rest of the night. One time I, like, unfurled, uh, you know, an outdoor umbrella in my backyard, and a, and a bat fell out and flew away. Yeah. And I went inside. I said, a bat just came out. They're like, no way. I'm like, I promise. It happened, man. Things are nasty. Okay, last but not least, the, uh, you know, you said it was the most important one. I would argue this is better mascot, the advantage, BYU or Texas Tech? Well, I'd go with darkness over the mascot uh, because because <laughs> of the numbers. No question. But uh, these are two pretty good mascots. Cosmo, of course, stands alone with, with all that he does. Yes. And now that he's introduced fire into most of his routines, I find that fantastic. Pyro Cosmo. But then you fun. got Masked Rider. I don't know if the horse is going to be here. I doubt it. I, I imagine the yeah. rider might come. Maybe he'll come horseless. Uh, but these are two great traditions. Yeah. Now, the mascot equivalent of, of Cosmo is Raider Red, who won 2012 Mascot of the Year. But they also have Masked Rider, which is awesome. Like, Masked Rider is super cool. It's not as cool as Cosmo. Yeah, jump through some like, fire. Like Zorro, Zorro <laughs> for uh, Texas Tech. That's pretty awesome, man. Like, I love those movies. It was great. That is, that is cool. The Masked Rider is really these, cool. These are great. I wish I was in the Cosmo meeting when they sat there looking around at what to do, and then someone goes, hey, why don't we fire. add fire? <laughs> That's oh. a great idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so they have. All, we, we joked with the uh, media madness. <laughs> Cosmo can jump through fire and backflips. Can't get a rebound. We, yeah. we saw that firsthand. We yeah. love Cosmo. Really helped out the white team. Appreciate you. Our question of the day is this. What do you think is BYU's biggest advantage against Texas Tech? What, what's it going to be? There are options on the screen. Quarterback, special teams, time of day, other. Of course, time of day is on there. Troy Beagley on X. Two things really matter. Being at LES, by far the biggest. Fans bring it no matter if it's a win or loss the previous week. And secondly, 
Their drive and motivation to get the win. I believe we will see a much improved and motivated BYU team on Saturday. Yep. I think the Agreed. talent level of TCU is better than Texas Tech, but Texas Tech, this is still a good team. We are not yeah. used to bangers every week. We're like, okay, somewhere in there, there's a New Mexico where we can just put up 60 yeah, at home. No right? gimmies. No gimmies. And it's never over. You just call no. UCF. Hey, you're up 35-7 in the third. Is it over? No, it's not. Hey, uh, 36, West Virginia, you just scored the go-ahead touchdown. You're winning this game at Houston, right? No, nope. nope, Hail no, Mary, no, lost. There's only, there's only one win by a new Big 12 team against an established Big 12 team so far. Yeah. And it was Houston, Hail Mary win against West Virginia. Can BYU be the second new Big 12 team with a win over an established team? Let's go. You've got to watch. Continue to weigh in on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Plan to be with us Saturday. That's, that's what this whole week builds up to. Saturday, BYU Sports Nation game day, 5 Eastern from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Blaine, David, Brian, Spencer, myself, special guest analyst Austin Colley, BYU President Shane Reese will be on the show. So will Keanu Hill's father, Lloyd Hill. He's a proud dad and a proud member of the Texas Tech nice. Hall of Fame. It all starts at 5 Eastern Saturday on BYU TV and ESPN+. Coming up, our chat with Kansas men's basketball head coach Bill Self. He's played in the Merritt Center before. We'll talk about it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Studio B with your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play. -play. Jerem Jordan alongside Dave McCann. Well, when you have as many Big 12 tournament titles as you have home losses, uh, you're one of the best coaches in college basketball. That's what Bill Self is with Kansas, who we talked to yesterday in Kansas City. Coach, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. And we need to ask first about your health because you gave us all a scare in March. And, and uh, I know that some doctors called it a standard procedure, but it didn't feel standard. So how, how are you feeling and how is everything? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, I uh, you know, it's, it's one thing. You know, I, I don't think I was ever life threat, threatened or anything like that. But I, it, it was a scare. And certainly uh, whenever... You get knocked out of doing what you'd love to do the most, coaching the postseason. You know, it, it would have taken a lot to knock me out, but I wasn't going to be able, capable of helping anybody at that particular time. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to on the court this year where maybe we can finish things up more appropriately this upcoming season. And in the next round number, 125 years of Kansas basketball. Is this 125 that, that's for us? What I, that's what I've read. Yeah, yeah. well, you I haven't read it, so, <laughs> so you probably know more than me. I only but, know but, three numbers, one, yeah. two, and five. You, you, know, you know what the most amazing number about uh, the 125 years is eight. There's only been eight head coaches in 125 that's, that's wild. Wild. years. And two of them one of them being Coach Brown was only there five years, and there was one other coach that had a short stint. I mean, it's amazing uh, uh, that guys have been able to stay employed, including myself. Uh, you know, the over and under on me was probably three or four years back when I took the job. But, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it is a very historical place, but with only eight head coaches. The history is obviously there. When you were younger and you're you're at Tulsa and you're playing in the WAC and you're playing against BYU, which we, we want to get we, to in a we second. We actually went there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I you went, went there, there. and, and, yeah. and uh, had a had a good game. That was when I had a really good team at Tulsa, but but uh, uh, we went out there and and, and played. Uh, in your place, and I don't know what it seats. He's like 22 or something like it that. It used to be 22-7. It's down to 19-something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I feel bad for you that you're down <laughs> to 19,000. So. Just 19. Yeah, yeah.
But the um, but you have a little history there with BYU. I want to get into in a second. But just, just you know, Kansas basketball, what it means to the school in the area, and and being preseason number one in the expectations. How do you kind of take I, this I, in I, year to year? I don't think being preseason number one uh, does anything for basketball in our area. Hmm. Uh, our our fans are different. Our fans are, you know, it's been generational. Uh, uh, in that, you know, James Naismith was your first coach. Dean Smith and Adolph Rupp played at Kansas. The most dominant player of all time, Wilt, played at Kansas. You've got you've got so many things that have come from the Midwest, from a basketball standpoint, that have triggered unbelievable unbelievable history and traditions at other places. Uh, because there's got to be a place where it originally starts, and it basically started under Dr. Naismith. I mean, John McClendon did not coach at Kansas because he was uh, like the first African-American student there, but he was a student under Dr. Naismith, and then he goes on and, of course, is a Hall of Fame, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a special place. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the, you know, there's a lot of things to be proud about, but the most unbelievable thing is to me is we haven't played for less than a sellout since 2001. Wow. That's special. I mean, that's different. And, and, and even though we've had good teams, I'm not, I'm not going to knock that. We've had good teams and we've been consistent and all those things. But when you have consistency, it also gives the uh, uh, impression sometimes of mediocrity because uh, uh, you just do the same thing all the time. A lot of times spikes is what gets people excited. We haven't had spikes. Uh, uh, so to think that people have hung in there with this over that number of years uh, in a situation where it's harder and harder to put people in the stands with all the other things that are going on in our world. And then also the cost of the tickets are, are ridiculous. I'm sure you guys are gouging everything. You got it cranked up there at BYU, and you probably got it cranked up more now going into the uh, Big 12, which you should. Uh, uh, because people will pay to see that, uh, so uh, it, it's it's been very uh, it's been very exciting to know that you know in the Midwest we may get some bad weather every now and then. You know there could be an ice storm every now and then. And you always say, "Well, I wonder how many people show up tonight." And you walk out there, and it's the same number each Crazy. And every night. Yeah, it's it's a fun place to be. All right. Well, you've passed twenty years. I mean, you're twenty plus years into this adventure. And you've got a remarkable team coming back again. Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris Jr., uh, Kevin uh, McCuller Jr. What makes this squad unique and set up for what you hope is another special run? You know, uh, uh, I, I would say the jury's still out, you know, to be real candid with you. The, the, the thing about it is, could potentially we be a team that maybe has a chance? I'd say yes. Could potentially we be a team that doesn't come close to expectations? I would say, well, yes. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know, health is a big deal. Whenever you only got ten guys on scholarship and only nine that are eligible to play, uh, health becomes a big deal. Uh, wrong guy getting hurt could totally wipe out a team when you don't have depth or or much of it. Uh, uh, also, perimeter shooting. You know, it's well, you, you got to be really, really, really great defensively not to make shots consistently offensively. Uh, uh, and are we? going to be able to do that because we got 
uh, you know, like with Hunter, he's not coming in with a defensive mindset. He's coming in, you know, hey, just give me the ball, you know, and and <laughs> and, and, and that type of attitude will get our butt beat. So so we've got we got to adjust and do some things. But I'm real excited about it because if things fall right, I think we could be pretty good. Uh, uh, but I also know the margin for error isn't as great just because of our numbers. What do you think of the league with the four new additions this year? Certainly Houston adds a lot, and then the other three have good basketball as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, uh, Calvin and Houston add a ton. And to be candid with you, uh, you know, obviously Cincinnati has great basketball history and tradition going back to Oscar and, and all the things that Hugs did, Hugs has done, did there. And then, of course, Wes will do a great job there. And Johnny, who is a college basketball uh, a hero uh, at Central Florida. And people forget they were just a, 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 a I believe it was an offensive uh, uh, um, putback allowed on a missed free throw. Duke. Against Duke, yes. going to the Sweet Sec- Sixteen, second round game. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, there is potential there, but the sleeping, the sleeping giant is BYU. Let's just call it like it is. I mean, it, it's it's uh, to me, and I could be wrong. The advantage in college basketball now for people that are have figured it out and they're continually figuring it out every every year is how do we get old and stay old? Let's just call it like it is. Well, if you're going to get old and stay old. I think Provo, Utah, is probably the place to go. We got a place for you. You got a place for you because you're going to be playing with 23, 24 year olds that have, you know, strollers in their in in their trunks as opposed to whatever else, which is a, a formula for success. So I do think that the, that the untapped potential that exists there is tremendous. Uh, uh, and Mark will do a great job. He's already done a great job. We played you guys in Maui. Uh, yes. Well, it was about three years ago. Yeah, uh, 1920. Yeah. 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 And we actually had a really good team. You know, we had a really good team. Uh, we played, I think we were the number one over, uh, overall seed that year if we would have had a tournament. I think that was a COVID year, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Brutal. It was, and yeah. it was tough for BYU, who was playing great down the stretch, because Yoli Child had, Childs had been suspended mm-hmm. and wasn't available in that game for BYU. He wasn't was. available against us. Yeah, and right. he was really good. He's good, good. Player, yeah. he was really good. And and then of course Danny's nephew, uh, Jake Tulson. Oh, he was good a memory. good player too. Yep. Uh, uh, and you had you had some good guys and your little point guard, T.J. Huss. Yes, his brother Tyler's their all-time leading scorer out in the hallway here. Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So 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 yeah, he was a good player. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you had but 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 I had a couple of cats too. Uh, you always uh, do, Bill. Yeah, but but but, but that, that that was a very competitive, good game, and yeah. and but I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, uh, the potential that exists for the new teams coming in the league. But also, I think there'll be style and and things like that that will help prepare all the teams in our league to have hopefully success in the tournament. Every BYU fan that I've talked to, especially those that are basketball fans, talk about. Oh man, I gotta find a way into the fog. I gotta find a way to get there. They have to pay for it. Certainly, some big, some big money. But what is it that makes that environment so special for I, 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 I The thing about it is, there's other player, there's other places, in my opinion, that can be as good once or twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> but night in and night out, the consistency of it is what's good. Uh, 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 also, it's a very educated fan base. You know, uh, you know, I happen to have a position, and granted, you guys are part of the reason why I feel this way, is that I know absolutely nothing about what you do. 
or what makes you good. But not only do you know everything about your own job, you know everything about mine, too. It's a fun relationship for you guys. And that's the way it is with fan bases, too. But our, our, our fans are, are knowledgeable to the point, hey, try hard, share the ball, play tough, and we're here to help pull it out for you. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a mindset. Uh, uh, there's been I don't know how many games that we were should have could have gone the other way, and somehow or another our guys just figure out, and it's it's because of the place. I mean, it it, it is a it is a historic place, but I'm not going to go out and say that it's the only place. It's not. When your place is jumping when Gonzaga comes to town, it's got to be special. It is. A 19,000 jammed in there. It's got to be great. But it's probably not the exact same it is if if Cal State Northridge is coming to town. And that's not a knock to Northridge. But isn't that basically That accurate? was the reality. We're excited now, for more Gonzaga-St. Mary's-like nights. Yeah. And, 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 and you'll get that. Yeah. So, so, so uh, but it, it's, it's a... It's a cool place to be, but I don't know that you really put your finger on it saying this is what makes it that way. I think it's something that you just got to kind of experience. Coach, great to have you on the show. We appreciate right. you spending some time with us. All right, guys. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Full conversation with Bill Self and all of the conversations we had with the head basketball coaches uh, from Big 12 Basketball Media Days and future player conversations that were had uh, will be on our YouTube channel, and then we'll put them up on the team page of every Big 12 team yeah. on the BOA TV app. Sweet. Very talkative, Bill Self. That's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. The preseason. It was, yeah, it's and good. and they just they just uh, you know got their wrist slapped, and that was it with uh, a big uh, NCAA probe there. So yeah, look out now. Good to be in Kansas. Now these they're days. free yeah. to go do what they want. <laughs> they're free Coming to fly about the country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, join Greg Rubel and the guys on BYU Radio. Hans Olsen, Mitchell Jurgens, the great Jason Shepard. They'll get you ready for kickoff. BYU Texas Tech pregame coverage. On BYU Radio, 5 o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday. Yep, down that Kansas City barbecue faster than I eat uh, an Uncrust. I'm surprised he even crazy. came back. <laughs> Is he back? A new Cougar tale. Women's soccer rankings. And do I moonlight as a Halloween villain? What's that all about? It's in the Cougar Whip round after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout this Thursday on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He's Dave. I'm Jerem. Let's get to today's headline. We got a lot to talk about. BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick speaking with the media last night, giving us an injury update on Aiden Robbins. I think he's really close. I think there's a good chance he'll play this week, um, and we miss him. Yeah, I think I think Aiden's a good player, and I. He, he did a great job in, in fall camp, and obviously we watched very closely what he did last year. You know, that rushed for 1,000 yards last year, so it, we'd love to get him back and looking forward to his return. I'll tell you, the weather, the practice last night, fantastic. Just like the best week of the year. Cougars, Texas Tech play at 5 Eastern time, or game day starts at 5 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. The game is at 7 Eastern. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Daniel Sorensen will play tonight for the Saints in Thursday night football against the Jaguars. Jamal Williams has been on the injured reserve for the last four weeks, but he is uh, back activated and uh, could play tonight. Excited to have him back. Let's go three Cougs in the house. It'd be good. Number nine, BYU women's volleyball hosting Iowa State, the first of two matches at the Smith Fieldhouse hey. tonight. BYU third in the Big 12, Iowa State fourth. You can watch tonight's game, 9 Eastern time on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus with the Golden Tones.
Jared uh, just tones, I think, but thank you. Uh, men and women's basketball. <laughs> Depend, well, yeah, it depends on the day. Is holding Midnight Madness tonight at the Merritt Center. See, that would be gold to me. The doors open at 10.30. That's p.m. with the show starting at 11.30. You going tonight, Dave? It's more creepy than gold. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will not be there, but it looks like it's going to be awesome. It's going to be late. BYU swimmers Jordan Tiffany and Emma Markasova were both honored by the Big 12 yesterday. Emma being named Co-Women's Swimmer of the Week. Jordan being named Men's Newcomer of the Week. Track and Field held the 11th Annual Curtis Pugsley Awards Banquet. Kenneth Rooks, Claire Seymour were named the award winners for top performing male and female athletes in the program. That is a big deal internally for those teams. Pretty cool. Today, the Big 12 partnering with BYU hosting a joint women's empowerment homecoming event. It's underway already at the Marriott Center. It's going to go till 2 this afternoon. Live performances, panel discussions, motivational messages focusing on women's mental health. And it's an extension of BYU's homecoming theme this year, which is Lean into Light. Those are today's headlines. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. NCAA Division I Women's Soccer Committee will reveal the in-season top 16 tonight. Where do you expect BYU will fall on the seed line? Top seven, RPI's number three, and BYU has been really good this year at 12-1-3. I expect them to be in a good spot to potentially get a number one seed in a region. That would be sweet. That would be That's sweet. the ticket to long-term health. Yeah, play at home tournament. for four games potentially. Oh, yeah. Big 12 Director of Officiating Curtis Shaw told the media at Big 12 Basketball Media Days that the charge call rules have been altered to where, quote, it will now be almost impossible to draw a legal charge. What are your thoughts on this? Listen, it's already hard for them to decide the difference. And depending on the official is what you get each night. Now they're going to make it harder. This stinks for Richie son. He's good at drawing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But anytime they tinker with that one, that's a tough one. A lot of great so area. subjective. You have to get set and, and totally stopped. Yeah, that's a good thing. Jayhawk Lasso tweeted uh, some AI images of scary movie villains. These are they scary. They were Big 12 fans, which had Dracula as a BYU fan. Then at Crowberry responded to the tweet and said that the Dracula in this image looks like you. So, Jerem, do you moonlight as Dracula? I, I do not. Uh, Dracula holding like a baby cougar, though. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. The answer is no. I think my hairline is a little different. It is a little. What with some moose? With some moose, anything's Love possible. Yeah. Love Halloween. BYU Dining announced they will be selling bacon-covered cougar tails at the Texas Tech game Saturday. Will you be trying one? No, I will not. On game day, if I give you one, will you try one? No, I don't like the maple on the cougar tails. You, now, the chocolate covers, I'll eat those. Yeah. Uh, I don't need maple, I don't need bacon on a cougar tail. I just need chocolate icing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the combo in one bite. I will, however, remove the bacon, enjoy it, and then, and then eat the maple bar. Hey, let's put some bacon on that and roll it out. <laughs> Check out the Her Why podcast with Lauren McLean, Cougar track star Delita Shaw talks about transitioning from the U.S. to the U.S. from the U.K. and the pros and cons of being a lifestyle influencer. You can find it on the BYU Radio app or wherever you get your podcast. You're kind of a lifestyle influencer, right? Not as much as uh, Delita Shaw. Parker Kingston is one of the top freshmen on the football team this year. Coming up after the break, Dave talks with Kingston about overcoming the big hit at Kansas as BYU Sports Nation continues. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And a diving catch made in front of the sideline. To the end zone, touchdown! Parker Kingston. 
So far, so good for the freshman receiver Parker Kingston out of Roy, Utah. Is he the best Roy Royal since Jim McMahon? Perhaps he is. He might be fastest for sure. <laughs> we know that. Uh, Parker got lit up in that Kansas game, uh, and we're going to talk about that. I caught up with him yesterday after practice. We'll talk about where he's been and where this team is going. Here's my conversation with Parker Kingston. Parker, how you feeling? Good, good. I'm healthy. Feel ready to get going against uh, Texas Tech this week. That hit against Kansas, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Have you ever been hit that hard? Nope, hardest I've been hit. I mean, it, I got one close in high school when I played quarterback, but nothing like that. When that happened, I thought, is he going to get up? Now, you're tough by nature. When you got up, did you know where you were? Um, yeah, for I had to get my surroundings for a second, fill out where, what was going on. But after that, once I calmed down, I, I realized what happened and I felt fine. But Now, a lot of that's football, but that hit was extraordinary. Yeah. And so how do you come back from that, thinking that you know, might get like, hit like that again? Um, I feel like I come back better because I got that out of my way. I know what the hardest hit feels like. I don't need to be like worried about like getting smacked like that again because I already know what it feels like and next time I'll probably be able to just get back up if it's not if it's not straight to the head. What do you think about when you watch that replay? It was a good hit. Uh, he came in, laid the boom, and it was a great play by him. Team got hit pretty hard at TCU. Now it's Texas Tech on Saturday night. What's been the mood at practice? Um, just coming back, firing on all cylinders, uh, showing that that was not who we are. Uh, we can't wait to play again on t on Saturday and show who what our offense really is and not what we put out on t on Saturday. Get the feeling uh, that this is an agitated bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're uh, we're gripping and clawing every day, just trying to get trying to show what we can do and not what we put on film on TCU. There's no history of BYU in the Big 12 or in Power Five football, so kind of learn as you go. Was Saturday a reality check of it's just like this? every week um i don't think so i think we just came out flat um their guys weren't any better than our guys i mean we matched up well they just they just played the best game and we played our worst game and it happened to fall on us so i think we match up with every single team in the big 12 and we can compete with anyone we play against this passing game and and you're you're out and about you're on campus you got friends everyone talking about hey shouldn't there be more short passes and i'm sure aaron roderick's talking about that tonight but in your scheme when the run game is slowed is that not the answer um i don't know i honestly don't know i trust a rod i trust what he calls and i just go and try and execute what he calls do you look for plays, especially where you go, hey, I'm fast enough to make this thing work, like your double hitch back yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, they, we were game planning that all week, and we knew if I got that safety over the top of me that he bites hard on any move, and that's what he did, and I just beat him. Your quarterback took a lot of hits on Saturday. What's he been like in practice as a veteran looking to lead a team in a bounce back? Yeah, he's bringing everyone together. He's brought everyone together every single day. Just gave us that talk like, hey, we need to, we need to be firing all cylinders. We can't be lax days cool these days. We got we to gotta come out strong against Texas Tech and show what we can do. So this team's 19-1 and one in the last 20 night games. A lot of those night games you were at Roy High School. Mm -hmm. Not a part of, but you were part of the ones this year. Yeah. What is it about night that brings energy? I don't know. I think it's the crowd. The crowd brings the energy. Um, we get hyped up playing in front of our fans and in front of the rock, and it's going to be a fun atmosphere on Saturday. Saturday night after this game, the Big 12 will know what about BYU? Uh, that we're dogs and we're here to come win the championship this year. Okay, good luck. Thank you.
avoided some of those mega hits, okay. right? I'll try. I'll try. Parker Kingston, right after practice last night. Uh, so you've got October, weather's changing, the football team's kind of this, and you got crows flying around. There were some you know. crows that were given, get, wanted to be interviewed there. <laughs> yeah. it's, ah! it's the whole scene. Yeah. It's the whole scene of October over there. And, and it was fright night back at TCU. That was tough. A chance to, to bounce back, and Kingston has the kind of speed that can make a difference. He has some of the biggest plays of the season. The 42-yard catch was a huge one. The 37-yard throw at Arkansas was a massive one. He catches a touchdown pass yeah. later in the Arkansas game. This, this kid can play, and he, he, we never would have thought Cody Epps was hurt to this degree, let alone that Parker would have six more catches midway right. through the year than Cody Epps does. Uh, but here we are, Cody 2 for 14 at this point. Perhaps uh, we have a breakout from uh, Cody on Saturday. We'll get the need for speed, Kingston's healthy and get him the ball. Track star. And, and Epps will certainly be welcome back. Women's volleyball is on tonight against Iowa State at the Smith Fieldhouse. Coverage starts at 9 Eastern on ESPN Plus with Jerem, Amy Gant, and Kenzie Dolly on the call. BYU 8-0 at home. Fieldhouse will be rocking on homecoming week. They've only lost three sets all year at home. It's been wild. Coming up, we play Know the Foe. Am I going to win finally? And shout out to the alternate color BYU hasn't used since the 40s. They played against Texas Tech, and it will tell you which color it is for good reason. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's play a little Know the Foe. Jeremy Jordan, Dave McCann. I have not done well in this. I need to get to know the foe better. Let's start it off. Typically, the uh, co-host would start this. Uh, Colton, who's going to begin today? Jeremy, uh, Jer I'm going to start with you today. You're so Switch cool. it up. Thank yep, you. Yeah, yeah. Like you Still going to start with you. Okay, question number one. Texas Tech fans, they throw a certain food in the air. Tortillas. Oh, you know this one. I already know it. I watched oh. last week's game. I know. BYU used to do this. You remember, Dave? BYU used to throw tortillas yes. on the field? Yeah. yeah. And then that was going to be my fun fact, but you beat it. me to the punch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dave, your first question. Texas Tech's mascot has been the Red Raiders since 1936, featuring the masked rider rides a horse onto the field. Right. What was Texas Tech's mascot before 1936? Is it the Matadors, the Stags, the Big Red, or Mustangs? Not the Mustangs. So that's SMU, and I hate SMU. So I'm going to go Matadors. Nice. Little CS. Feels uh, like Matadors would just be a yeah, you know, a further movement down to what we. Yeah, the Spanish influence there. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hey, next question. Next question. BYU's lone matchup with Texas Tech was in Lubbock in 1940. Texas Tech won the game 21-20. Who was BYU's starting quarterback? In the game? <laughs> oh, George Jackson, Kenny Jensen, D. Chipman, or George Wing? Come on, everyone knows it. I've never heard of these four in my <laughs> life. Ah, oh. dude. Kenny Jackson sounds like a quarterback in the 40s. You get you get to take it. What's your guess? Everyone knows it was George Wing back then. <laughs> Fun fact, D. Chipman started uh, quarterback. He guess. is the only one of those four players who did not throw a touchdown pass in the game. The other three all threw touchdown passes, but he was the starting all quarterback. All from BYU? All from BYU. Fun fact. Four quarterbacks. They were the Oklahoma State of the 40s. Here's another fun fact. Texas Tech only completed two passes that entire game. Wow. One went for a touchdown. There you go. 46 yards. It's like you've been researching for game now. A little bit. All right, next but, question. But, uh, but not these kind of things. Keanu Hill's dad, Lloyd Hill, retired as the Red Raiders all-time leading receiver with 3,059 yards, which is still good for fourth all-time. Who is Texas Tech's current all-time leading receiver? Dave, this is for you. Is oh, it Wes Welker, Crabtree, Jakeem Grant, or this is a Danny good Amendola? This, right? I, this I don't know Jakeem group. Grant very well, but those top three, yeah. Those are guys who are I, I, uh, I'm going to go Crabtree. 
but I really wanted to oh, go Welker. Wait, okay, I will go. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know who Team Grant is. I'll just. Was Welker? Welker was after. Yeah, Welker. Who is it? Uh, it is Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Amendola played Grant. in Texas Tech. We should have went with the guy. Amendola did play at Texas Tech. Okay. They're all in the top ten in all-time receivers. We should have went with Grant. the guy we didn't think should have been on the list. <laughs> this, well, I was hoping it wouldn't be just a random guy. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, this one's for you. Here we in, go. In August 1951, a group of Texas Tech professors experienced the origin of what's known as the Lubbock Lights. So, what is the Lubbock Lights? Is it the first recorded meteor shower? The furthest south recorded sighting of the Northern Lights? The malfunctioned rocket launch from Johnson Space Center in Houston or a claimed UFO sighting. <laughs> I assume this is for the win because we only have two minutes left. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> let's do let's do a uh, let's do a malfunctioned rocket launch. <laughs> since since it's going Lubbock Lights, I'm gonna go Northern Lights. It is uh, one of the first major claimed <laughs> UFO sightings. I thought you had West to be closer Texas. to New Mexico for that. Well, Lubbock, not. West Texas, you know, yeah. you're over there. Claimed. All right, that wraps up today's Know the Foe. I don't it feel was like a Know tie. the Foe any yes. better. I, listen, I'm like BYU soccer at home until recently. Ties, you know what I'm saying? There's no overtime. Now they win. This is how this is? Yeah, now they win. Though. All right. Okay. Our question of the day. What do you think BYU's biggest advantage will be against Texas Tech? Our lead voice of the day is this, presented by PAX, Healthcare Elevated. Brendan Smith, QB play. I think Keaton bounces back. We keep making steps forward in the run game. Perhaps Aiden Robbins plays, and that helps. The expectations are low. He comes in and he gets four yards. We go, wow, look at that. LJ Martin's been good, but this O-line's got a block. The receiver's got a block. Come on now. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Take a look at uh, these unis. These are the unis that were worn back in 1940 when BYU played Texas How Tech. about that? There's some orange in there. That legit, two seasons, 40 and 41. And there's a, the only meeting between these two, as you mentioned, BYU wore the orange. What if we came out in the orange stripes on Saturday It'd night? It'd be so bad. After halftime, under the lights. Would I that would, be too much? I would take the bibs over the orange, honestly. Um, that Yeah, we look like tigers there. Um, <laughs> cougars, not... Not Tigers. 21 20. That was a tough day right there. <laughs> yes, it was. Thanks to today's guests, Bill Self and Parker Kingston. Episode, uh, you know what? Everything continues on our social media platforms X, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Sorry to Dennis Pinnett. We ran out of time. Uh, for Dave, I'm Jeremy. Shout out to Amy Boswell. We've got volleyball tonight. Yep. We've got a big weekend and tomorrow. we got a big weekend homecoming on campus. Chase Roberts looking to score again. Cougar Tails with Bacon. Let's go, baby. Go, Cougs. <laughs>